I'm not religious, and I wasn't raised in a religious household. Absolutely stunning cold open there. Nailed it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, religious backgrounds in my family are very slightly complicated by the fact that at some point a Protestant married a Catholic. Um, Everyone sort of tried to be Anglican for a bit, but they weren't very good at it, Uh, probably owing to the strong family ratbag streak. And now we've mostly just watered down any faith-based leanings into superstitious inclination and a belief in ghosts that no one will really admit to. Um, I'm telling you this to make it clear that I haven't ever really had to interact with everyday religion. And this is especially true of its attempts to digitize the faith. I don't really end up in the same realms as young online religious people. Which is why stumbling into the world of Catholic influences via Mark Wahlberg's Instagram partnership with a prayer app has been a little bit like getting socked in the face with a brick. What do you mean, Catholic influences? What the hell is a prayer app? Why would that need an app? Why is Mark Wahlberg here? I'm dragging you along with me. We're finding out together. I'm Alex, this is Pop Culture Boner, the podcast edition, and today I'm thinking about Mark Wahlberg's Instagram. So before I fully launch into an exploration of digital Catholicism and Mark Wahlberg, Um, Let me just say quickly, I'm not here to bag on anyone's religious leanings. Faith is very personal, and while I don't get it, edgy atheism also isn't really my thing. Um, I like the art and the stained glass and movies about exorcisms, but I'm generally just more of a do-no-harm kind of guy. If you find something in a religious doctrine that resonates with you enough that you use it to make your patch of the world a better place, great. Go ham. Having said that, I also don't think we should ignore history, active harm, or the machinations of capitalism when we talk about religion more generally. So I will try to keep this focused and avoid being flippant, but do keep in mind the opening anecdote about the ratbag streak and the absence of a religious upbringing. Let's get into it. Right, so, Mark Wahlberg. You know him either as the singer of Good Vibrations, a former Calvin Klein underwear model, or the actor who starred in Boogie Nights, depending on how old you are and where your interests lie. Um, You might also know him for being from Boston, committing hate crimes, having the workout routine of a man who can't spend time with himself, or my personal favourite, giving weirdly intense interviews about how he would have stopped 9-11 if he was on the plane. Uh, There's a lot going on with old Marky Mark, which is a shame, really, because um, Boogie Nights is a modern classic. His film career is prolific, but quality-wise, it's patchy at best, Um, so I don't often really pay attention to what he's doing. But recently, my friend sent me a video that he'd posted on Instagram where he was kind of posturing in front of a large cross and in a thick Bostonian accent telling me to stay prayed up. I cannot give you the full effect on my own. My Boston accent is not good enough. Um, So I'm just going to play a clip of him with television presenter Mario Lopez um, to paint a scene for you. They're in front of a very large cross. Mario Lopez is dressed like he teaches Sunday school. And Mark Wahlberg is dressed like he's going to the gym. (laughs) They do a really awkward hug and a handshake. 
Uh, and then they say this. Me, my brother in Christ, my brother in life. We're about to get in that church and stay prayed up. Always. We're going to the Always. Wow, Jesus Christ. Got to build spiritual muscles as well. Stay prayed up. God bless you. God bless. Amen. Amen. So that post is captioned, Happy Saturday, all capital letters, stay prayed up, cross emoji, at hallowed app, at Mario Lopez, hashtag hello partner. Um, According to its own marketing copy, Hello is the number one app for Catholic meditation and prayer. And you can quote, download Hello today to find peace, sleep better, pray more, and deepen your relationship with God. Uh, The hashtag Hello Partner in the caption is the disclosure required by the Federal Trade Commission in the US to indicate that the post is sponsored content. The app is paying Mark to spruik them. Now, it's not unusual for celebrities to be promoting something on their Instagram. It's an engaged audience, and it's very slightly more trackable than traditional media partnerships. Uh, Don't get me started on the actual efficacy of influencer marketing. It is a minefield, and I have opinions. Um, Anyway, a cursory glance tells me that Mark Wahlberg is actually promoting some of the usual celebrity suspects on his Instagram feed, including his own tequila, a sportswear brand he co-founded, and F45, the training program for which he is chief brand officer, because of course he is. What is unusual is the deus ex machina, uh, the presence of God in the marketing machine. While lots of celebrities will thank God in their awards speeches or in the occasional social media post, very few of them will tell you how often they're in church or which flavor of Christianity they're attached to, let alone promote an explicitly religious product as part of whatever suite of brands is making it onto their Instagram grid. Mark Wahlberg has always been relatively open about the fact that he's Catholic Um, You can find articles all the way back to the mid-2000s of him referencing the fact that he keeps the same church schedule as a devout Irish grandmother, which is to say he goes daily and twice on Sundays. But this has gone mostly uncommented on by his secular audiences, probably because his other eccentricities are so, well, they're eccentric. (laughs) Um, In 2018, for example, he posted his daily routine on Instagram, which included carving out 20 minutes in the morning for prayers. But the prayers barely registered in the online commentary that followed because he also said that he started his morning routine at 2.30 a.m., fitted in a round of golf between his twice daily workouts and had 90 minutes allotted for cryo chamber therapy, a thing that you can only be subjected to for 10 minutes at a time because blasting your partially clothed body with air that's minus 100 degrees Celsius for anything longer than that will literally kill you. Presumably, unless you're Mark Wahlberg, I guess. So aside from working out in a way that implies he needs to get better at spending time with his own thoughts, his daily dedication to his Catholic faith makes him a solid brand alignment for Hallow. Hallow was founded by Alex Jones, Uh, Not the, they're turning the freaking frogs gay, um, conspiracy nut Alex Jones. A different one. (laughs) Uh, He founded it with his buddies Eric Carriques and Alessandro DeSanto in 2018. Uh, According to company law, Jones was raised Catholic but shied away from his faith as a teen. 
But he felt a gap in his life that he struggled to fill. He took up guided meditation in a Buddhist tradition through the app Headspace, but he found his mind wandering to God and faith. He talked to a Catholic priest who told him that what he was doing was very similar to the Catholic practice of Lectio Divina, where you read, meditate, pray, contemplate, and repeat. From there, he wanted to share his experience of app-based devotion by building something specifically for Catholics. Uh, His friends Carriques and DeSanto experienced a similar sort of straying away and return to faith. Now, let's put a pin in the fact that anyone who was as disengaged with faith as Jones says he was prior to meditating probably wouldn't have consult a priest high on their priority list and take a look at what a prayer app does. Hallow offers audio-guided Bible stories, prayers, meditations, and Christian music, as well as things for the very digitally dialed in, like prayer challenges, curated playlists, that's playlists but for prayers, uh, a prayer scheduling option, and journaling prompts. It does offer some free content, but it mostly operates on a two-tier subscription model, $9.99 a month or $69.99 a year. The web design cycles through soothing, cool pastel tones with simple vector illustrations kind of reminiscent of an early Spotify wrapped. As I said, I've never really needed to digitally interact with the church, so I wasn't necessarily aware of this, but apparently there's a bit of a web design gap for Catholics. Where some of the more enterprising faiths, particularly those big on the prosperity gospel and located close to centres of wealth and influence like Los Angeles, Those guys have been quick to jump on the trendy branding that appeals to those with money, taste, and a spiritual void to fill. But Catholicism somehow hasn't. Despite having a patron saint for the internet, uh, St. Isidore of Seville, who died in 600 AD, in case you were curious, and cornering the market early on art that's a little bit horny but feels guilty about it, Apparently, a common complaint among digitally savvy Catholics is that their online resources look as though they were designed in 1997. So they're obviously trying to appeal to a younger and increasingly techie market, but how did they get Marky Mark money? (laughs) The app's been downloaded 2 million times. Is that enough on a subscription model to secure he of strong devotion and Bostonian twang? Not quite. Hallow secured an initial $12 million in funding from venture capital firm General Catalyst in 2021. Catherine Boyle, who heads up investment at General Catalyst, is a practicing Catholic who saw Jones' presentation of his app on a pitch day at Stanford where he was completing his MBA. She liked the design element, and when she saw the app's downloads skyrocket in the pandemic, she decided to invest. She told The Pillar, a digital Catholic publication, she believed that the pandemic was the prompt that people needed to rediscover spirituality in America. She said, quote, It does seem like people are turning to ancient religions and traditions, and Hallow is a company that very much supports that movement. End quote. According to an article from Lucinda Shen in Fortune, religious startups were not high on the priority list for Silicon Valley, securing only $18 million of the $136 billion that was flying around in 2019. So with the average investment sitting at around $2 million for religious apps, $12 million for Halo was a big deal. In 2022, Halo received a further $40 million in Series B funding. 
If you, like me, do not understand venture capital or startup terminology, Series B funding is a second stage of funding where a startup has proved itself to be somewhat functional as a business. It's hit its milestones and it's looking to kind of scale up their operation. The money has allowed Hello to make some more drastic moves, like start translating its content into other languages, uh, provide free long-term trials for frontline healthcare workers, uh, and begin adding extra voice options. Great stuff. All's well that ends well. Absolutely nothing to see here. Just the totally normal workings of late-stage capitalism. Except when I started thumbing through some of the talent on the Hello lineup after receiving the Instagram video, one name threw up a really big red flag for me. Jim Caviezel. You might not immediately recognize that name, but he played Jesus Christ in notable anti-Semite Mel Gibson's 2004 film The Passion of the Christ. Now, I'm not damning Jim by association. He's done that all on his own by going full QAnon. (laughs) He was most recently spotted at a rally in Vegas doing a Braveheart speech to inspire the people into literally fist-fighting Satan for the souls of the children being trafficked by the Democratic Party or something. There's a really great episode of the podcast QAnon Anonymous on everything that he's been up to. I'll link it in the show notes, but the name alone was kind of enough to get my gears whirring. Plus, I still wanted to know where the money was coming from. Whenever large sums of money start hovering around religious spaces, I get kind of suspicious. (laughs) The only thing that I know about the Bible was that Jesus threw the merchants out of the temple. It's like the one religious thing I've retained. (laughs) A cursory Google brought me to a Vice article by Sophia Smith-Gaylor from March of this year titled, Catholic Prayer App Hello Platforming Fringe Elements on the Catholic Right. In it, Gaylor notes that some of the $40 million in Series B funding had come from billionaire Peter Thiel and J.D. Vance's venture capital company, Naya Capital. Peter Thiel is a uh, piece of shit for a lot of reasons, um, not least of which is the amount of money that he dumped into the Trump campaign. J.D. Vance is the U.S. Senator for Ohio. Uh, You might know his book, Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, which essentially blamed the poor for being poor and really wooed political centrists. He took an even harder swing to the right since getting elected. Uh, He supported Trump's election fraud theories, and he recently advocated for women to stay in abusive marriages because divorce is bad. It's good stuff. So that's not a great start in terms of who's throwing money at it. Uh, But what of the other Catholic influences? Aside from people like Wahlberg, Caviezel, and Lopez, there are prominent church leaders with large social presences and an array of Catholic micro-influences. Now, there's too many of them for me to go extremely deep on, so I'll give you a little kind of top-line flavor. The app includes speakers from The Chastity Project, um, and I've spent some time thumbing through their website. The Chastity Project, founded by Jason Evert, was designed to counteract the lustful urges of teens and drive them towards a more chaste and pious life. They have online resources covering what God thinks about porn, STDs and birth control, dating, marriage, family planning, and the gays. Here's a sample. A blog called Please Don't Call Me Gay explains that using that adjective is putting yourself before your relationship with God, and a chaste life will allow you to avoid the sin of acting on your queerness. Another blog called Contraception Won't Empower You, But This Will 
likened the use of birth control to being treated like, quote, an unruly animal who cannot control itself, end quote, and promoted the euphoria of becoming attuned to your natural cycle. Something I'm sure we're all familiar with, right? Love to experience the euphoria of violent cramping and PMS. Anyway, another one is titled Four Myths About Women and the M-Word. The M-Word is masturbation, uh, and it recommends turning to sisterhood uh, if you're struggling with the sin of jerking it too much. Do you want lesbians, chastity project? Because that's how you get lesbians. <laughs> Um, All right. Now, most of these things might fall in line with the things you sort of vaguely know about religion uh, through cultural osmosis. No gays, no masturbation, every sperm is sacred, etc., etc. But I think it's important to note that it is conservative. In her article, Gayla spoke to Dr. Deepa Sundaram, a scholar of performance, ritual, and digital culture at the University of Denver, who said that the app offered, quote, a religion marketing strategy that leverages the devotional needs of adherents to promote ideological and political ideas as part of authentic religious devotion, end quote. Gayla also spoke to Jamie L. Manson, who runs Catholics for Choice, a Catholic abortion rights group, who pointed out that young Catholics often felt overlooked by the church and that the far right had rushed into the digital space to fill that ideological gap. She said, quote, these views, which are vastly out of step with the beliefs of the majority of Catholics, are part and parcel of the Christian right-wing crusade against abortion, and they don't ultimately feed young Catholics or bring them any closer to finding the true spiritual nourishment they seek, end quote. So, where does the marky mark of it all come in? Most high-profile Christian actors get a little vague when you press them on the specifics of religion because, like sex or politics, it's kind of a divisive topic that might turn off a fan base. Being explicit also invites scrutiny. Christianity implies a certain moral position, but more conservative elements of the faith are also increasingly at odds with a broadly secular society. So you have to be both morally beyond reproach and also flexible enough in your faith to push back on socially contentious issues that the church could be seen as out of step on, like LGBTQ rights or abortion, which puts Mark Wahlberg in a pretty tricky position. From a secular perspective, his public track record includes literal hate crimes. Uh, In 1986, a teenage Wahlberg and his friends chased a group of black children yelling death threats and racial slurs and then extended that harassment over a couple of days when they ran into one of the children on a school field trip and repeated the treatment with additional rock-throwing. Then, in 1988, Wahlberg assaulted two Vietnamese Americans. He knocked Than Lam unconscious with a wooden stick, hitting him so hard that the stick split in two. He then hid from police behind Johnny Trin before attacking him and puncturing his eye. When police arrested him, he kept up the tirade of racial slurs. He was tried as an adult and sentenced to two years, although he only spent 45 days in prison. Unsurprisingly, uh, this came back to bite him in the ass when he was announced as a partner for Hallow in April of 2022. People started getting served ads for Hallow with Wahlberg in them and immediately took to the internet to point out that beating a Vietnamese man half to death absolutely counted as a sin. He's also not shielded from criticism in the Catholic bubble. 
If you look at the comments on the social post, there are floods of comments telling him not to worship false idols. And if you delve even deeper into the realms of Catholic digital media, again, a thing I was completely unaware of before writing this, um, you'll find that conservative Catholics actually despise Wahlberg. He supported the push for gay marriage and framed it as a matter of equality, which was enough to really upset them. When he emceed an event with the Pope in Philadelphia in 2015, Twitter user at CatholicSat tweeted, Disappointed Mark Wahlberg, brackets, supporter of gay marriage, marriage is an in inverted commas, is MC, hashtag Festival of Families, hashtag Pope in Philly. I want to know how much he and Aretha were paid before saying that Aretha Franklin was disrespectful of the Pope and that her rendition of Amazing Grace was bad. The audacity. So why would Wahlberg open himself up for this level of criticism at all? Here's the thing. I think this is actually a matter of faith for Marky Mark. I think he does think that you or I would be better if we stayed prayed up or whatever. It's a natural fit for him. But what about Hallow and Alex Jones? Um, You might remember earlier this season when I was talking about the wellness to white supremacy pipeline, where I talked about finding soft on-ramps. People get into QAnon because they're concerned about children and then they end up storming the Capitol, that kind of thing. I think that's what's happening here. Mark Wahlberg is a soft on-ramp for an app with an overwhelmingly conservative agenda. And if you're not careful, you could go from prayed up to fringe pro-life rally in a matter of months. Uh, That's the episode. (laughs) This one actually made me really sad. I read so many blogs in the LGBTQ section of the Chastity Project talking about how they felt better now they'd stopped hanging with the queer community and gotten right with God, which is such a bummer I can barely come up with a zingy outro. Uh, If you want to stay prayed up, but like probably to some sort of alternative entity, like, I don't know, Satan or Kylie Minogue, talk to me about it next time you see me at the pub. Peace. This episode of Pop Culture Burner was written and recorded by Alex Johnson and produced and edited by Wesley Fay. The theme song is also by Wesley. Check out popcultureburner.com for full episode notes and sources. We'd really appreciate if you could subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts so more people can find us. Pop Culture Burner is produced on the stolen lands of the Wongal and Wurundjeri Woiwurrung peoples, and we honour and respect them and all First Peoples as the traditional custodians of the lands we live and work on. Stay prayed up. God bless you.